This is Yolanda Robbins, your host of the Parish Property Chronicles. In this episode of the Parish Property Chronicles, my guest is Arno Colson, a partner with the law firm GV Avocat, based in Paris. Arno, who was born, raised, and educated in Paris, is responsible for the firm's tax and business practices. Before becoming a partner at GV, he worked with international clients at Ernst & Young, as well as Baker McKenzie. Let's hear how this Parisian tax attorney can give you a primer on your property tax obligations in Paris. Arno, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles. Today is going to be a very full episode, and I think a lot of my listeners will be interested in what we have to talk about, which is taxes. And we're specifically going to focus on the wealth tax and property taxes. And then maybe in an additional episode, we'll talk about capital gains taxes and inheritance taxes. But first, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? I know that you're a native of Paris and you still live in Paris, but can you just tell our listeners a little bit about where you live in Paris? Good morning, Yolanda. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, I am Parisian. I, I was born in the, um, in the 14th district near um, Parc Donsouris. And uh, I grew up in the 15th district in uh, La Motte Piquet Grenelle neighborhood. And uh, well, I still live in the 15th district. My mother lives in La Motte Piquet Grenelle, so it is quite convenient when you have uh, children. A matter of opportunity, because with my wife, we purchased a small but very charming flat Boulevard de Grenelle with a view on the Eiffel Tower. Oh, uh, having an apartment that overlooks the, <laughs> the Eiffel Tower is something very special. <laughs> so, yeah, you can see it when you are sitting on the couch of the living room. So, And it's always funny to see my uh, youngest son uh, drinking uh, his uh, baby bottle at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. and seeing the Eiffel Tower shining. He, I guess he, he doesn't realize how lucky he is, but, uh, <laughs> but I do. Well, that, that's great. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a tax attorney. Um, well, I studied law in, in Paris at the University of uh, Pontémoissas. I graduated with a Master of uh, Taxation Law, and then I, I passed uh, the Paris Bar exam. And during that period, I did uh, two exchange programs, one, one at the University of Sherbrooke, uh, Canada. It was uh, in the Quebec uh, part of the, of, the, of the country. And the mm -hmm. other at the New South Wales University uh, in Sydney, Australia, when I was at the Paris Bar School. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wanted to learn, but also to, to live in an in a international environment. And I wanted to open my mind. Then I, I started my career as a lawyer in a international global law firms with Ernst uh, Young. I was at Baker McKenzie. And then three years ago, I wanted to face a challenge more uh, entrepreneurial, you know, but still... Uh, in an international way. And for that reason, I decided to join uh, the firm uh, GV Paris Avocat. Uh, and uh, GV Paris Avocat is an international law firm funded by, um, by a Brazilian lawyer, Maria Isabel de Santos Niveau. Oh, a woman, which is always very good for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, when I met Maya Isabel professionally, yeah, it was, was love at first sight. And I created the tax department in, 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 um, in the, within the firm and, and, and I became a, a partner of the firm. Okay, great. Can you tell us what tax services uh, your firm provides? And I believe that's under, that's under your guidance, I presume. Yeah, we, we, we provide tax advice to, to private clients. 
most of our clients are non-resident, French or foreigners, or they are mainly non-resident uh, for, for tax purposes. And we help them to, to manage the tax aspect of the acquisition of a property. Mm -hmm. uh, this includes the uh, tax structuring of the project, uh, annual tax compliance. And you mentioned that before, part of our job is also to set up inheritance tax planning schemes related to their property in France. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, donation to the children or things like this. Uh, so, yeah, our footprint is, is to have a cross-border view of uh, the tax aspect around the property, both in France, but also in the country where the client has his tax residency. So you take a really relationship and boutique approach to assisting your clients. In the firm, what languages do your partners speak? We speak native French, native mm -hmm. Portuguese, English, of course, mm -hmm. uh, and a bit of Spanish. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we, we, it's, it's uh, very, very international <laughs> in the office, at the office. Okay. Okay, that's great. Can you just share with our listeners, as a property owner in France, what property taxes could they potentially be subject to? I would say there are four categories of property taxes pay payable at every step on the way. When you, when you are purchasing a property, of course, when you are holding a property, and when you are selling a property. So first of all, when, when you are purchasing a property, you, you, you have to pay an amount of tax called uh, droit d'enregistrement or registration mm -hmm. duty equal mm -hmm. to 5.8% of the purchase price. It, it is made during the transaction. Once you are holding the properties, you, you, you're the owner. The second category of tax is income tax. If the property is rented, you declare and pay income tax on the income derived from the from the renting activity. And if you sell the property, that is the same idea. As as an owner, you may be subject to um, capital gain tax. And also, irrespective of the income, a property owner shall also pay annually local taxes called the tax foncière and tax d'habitation. And eventually, when the market value of the property on January 1st of each year exceeds a certain threshold, you may be subject to a French wealth tax called the Impôt sur la Fortune Immobilière, IFI, IFI. Okay, great. Can you just speak a little bit about the wealth tax, the IFI, and what it used to be uh, imposed on and what it's imposed on currently? The wealth tax used to be to be called ESF. But the taxable base of ESF was uh, larger because it included financial asset. I, I mean, real estate asset, but also financial asset. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, the ESF was cancelled and the IFI uh, came around. And the taxable base now only includes properties and share of company holding properties. But what changed, uh, it's uh, mainly the rules relating to the limitation of debt. Uh, because French government created uh, anti-abuse rules that prevent the full deduction of the debt from the taxable base. What I'd like to know is just for the wealth tax, which is IFI, which stands for Impôt sur la fortune immobilière. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. And, and immobilière means property. So it's just on your property. But if you could just tell us what the current thresholds are, what the potential deductions are, 
um, meaning the tax basis. And when the person who reaches those thresholds or are required to, to file based on that information. So yeah, the, the threshold is 1.3 million euro. Mm -hmm. So if the market value uh, of the property uh, exceeds that threshold, the owner of the property is subject to IFI. Can I just ask, when you say 1.3 million, does that include things like if you have a mortgage on the property, does that reduce your basis? Exactly. That reduces okay. my basis. Uh, mm -hmm. um, so, and, and also tax foncière or, or charge de copropriété. Things like what we call your carrying costs, your condo charges and things that you pay monthly. You can use those to reduce your basis exactly. before, the, before yeah. the tax is applied. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most, yeah, so a lot of clients, especially now because uh, re interest rates are quite low, mm -hmm. um, you, you uh, borrow, you, 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 you um, take a loan. Mm -hmm. uh, equal to the market value, to the purchase price of the property. And then uh, the, because the taxable base of wealth tax is the net asset value. That is to okay. say the market value of your um, property less uh, the loan, mortgage, and um, other uh, charge um, pay during the year. So um, when I say 1.3 million uh, threshold, it's when the net asset value exceeds 1.3 million, not only the property. Okay. The value right, of the great. property. And then what is the percentage? Just uh, give us an example of what, how the percentage is applied. The range is between 0.5 to 1.5%. So it's not that um, high, but it's payable annually. So that's why it can be um, costly, roughly speaking. Because let, let's put it, uh, uh, let's put figure uh, in an example. Okay. When when the market value of the property is around one point five million, IFI is around four thousand euro per year. Mm -hmm. When the market value of the property is around three million euro, the IFI is around fifteen thousand euro per year. Mm -hmm. And when the market value of the property is around 6 million euro, the EFI is around 48,000 euro. So you see it's very, very progressive. The, the higher uh, the market value of the property is, um, of course, the higher the tax uh, is as well. And I presume whether you are a non-resident or a resident, this tax, this IFI or wealth tax, that applies to you. When do you have to file the, the tax return? When? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's um, it, it's at the same time than uh, income tax actually, uh, since uh, IFI uh, replaced the uh, ESF. It's May um, for non-residents, usually 15 of May. But but the the value is the you have to do the estimation as of uh, January 1st, the, okay. the the date return to estimate. Uh, the property and to estimate also the remaining part of the loan to, to be reimbursed. And how is the market value calculated or who calculates that, that value? Is it the <laughs> government? No, <laughs> this is an interesting question, actually, because we have no, I mean, the law say only one thing. This is the best price to be offered with the with the, with the principle of the offer and the demand, you mm -hmm. know what I mean. So it's that's why I, I I say 
the word market value because it's mm-hmm. really if tomorrow I, I have to sell my property, what is the price I would charge? Mm-hmm. Simpler than that. Of course, uh, if um, so, that's why uh, some client uh, we we do some time estimation uh, evaluation. Sorry, by by external um, real estate agencies. Mm-hmm. We also uh, follow the work of the notary, la Chambre des Notaires, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, because they, they each year they publish uh, studies on the price per uh, square meters. So uh, you, you may uh, follow the evolution of the price over the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we, we use a lot of... Um, tools uh, in order to uh, have a, a precise and square uh, value uh, each year. And also, uh, French tax authorities release a, a database of all the transactions made. So if you identify a, a property that uh, looks like yours, for example, if it's your neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, it just sells the property and the property has exactly the same uh, size, etc. If the price was... Um, what, I don't know, 1 million, you, you cannot declare for EFI purposes 500,000 euro because mm-hmm. um, you have to stick to the average value that has been retained in the past for, pre- for similar transactions. Okay. I had another question. Let's say someone purchased a property and they purchased a property at 2 million euros and they didn't have a mortgage and they were unaware this tax was payable. What do they do next? I mean, what, what are their options? Are they penalized for not having filed for previous years or how, how does it work? Yeah, late filing of tax return may trigger the payment of a penalty from 10% to 40% if the taxpayer does not respond to a request of information from French tax authorities. So this is the principle. But in practice... Mm-hmm. You may spontaneously regularize tax return, and we have uh, experience with a tax bureau that uh, that that deals with uh, non-resident uh, files, mm-hmm. and we may negotiate uh, the cancellation of the penalty. Uh, when I say ten percent penalty, it's ten uh, percent of the missing amount of tax, right? Yeah. So you, you gave us examples earlier where if the property was worth 3 million euros, the wealth tax or IFI was around 4,000 per year. So uh, we're talking about 10% on that amount, not exactly. 10%. Exactly. Okay. So not 10% on the value of the property. No. Have you ever had to do that for a client who came to you and they didn't know that they were subject to the wealth tax? Yeah, a lot actually, a lot because and and we were uh, we were doing we were writing a document called a uh, lettre de remise gracieuse and, and we were it it's not, it was not about law it was just about telling a story saying look uh, they were not aware of uh, that specific legislation because in their country of residence there is no wealth tax for example mm-hmm. um, we we do that uh, a lot with Brazilian uh, client actually because uh, and in Brazil. Uh, you, 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 the wealth stack doesn't does not exist, so uh, so yeah, we, we we say okay. Once uh, the client came to us and uh, for something else, actually, uh, I don't know wealth planning or I don't know, mm-hmm. and 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 we 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 noticed that they they, they were um, uh, 
they were mistaken, and and then the the client automatically uh, decided to 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 regularize. So we put it that way. We 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 say that they were not aware of that, and they they came to us for another um, issue uh, mm -hmm. in the family law. Or I don't know, and then we discovered that from a tax standpoint they had a problem, and we resolved the problem immediately because the client the client doesn't doesn't want to have any uh, problem and and usually the tax bureau say okay uh, i cancel the 10 the 10 percent uh, penalty you know it's really important for people to understand that they need to be prepared when they're looking to purchase a property or acquire a property in paris or in france it's really important to have advice of of someone such as yourself who can understand the potential tax ramifications involved are there specific ways to structure the purchase of a property so that the, you get the most benefits or depending upon your situation from a tax perspective yeah it it, it does um there is something to do and something not to do. Okay. I, I, I tell you a story. One one of my clients, for some reason, bought, bought a house in the south of France. He did that before I, I met him, actually. And, mm -hmm. and from a legal standpoint, the entity that bought the property was not him directly, but a foreign company, a limited uh, liability company. Mm -hmm. uh, so the limited liability company purchased the property. This was a mistake, and he was not aware of that. Because it was a limited liability company and because the company was foreign, not a domicile in France, mm -hmm. it was subject to corporate income tax in France and had to pay taxes on profits in France, even though the property was not rented. And even though the company was not based in France because and it was exactly. a company. Okay. And, and the company was not, why? Because the company was not considered as tax transparent Mm -hmm. And it would have been better to set up a SCI, which is a, mm -hmm. a company in France, Société Civile, because mm -hmm. as a property owner, if you set up a company and the shareholders of the French company are individuals, mm -hmm. then the company may be considered as tax transparent and the tax consequences are much favorable. If you are not renting the, the property, for example, you don't pay any tax. Okay. While if you do the setup with a foreign company with limited liability um, principle, you are subject to a corporate income tax, uh, not income tax for individuals. So there are different taxes. And corporate income tax is that you have to pay um, tax on profits even though the property is not rented. Oh, dear. Is there a way to unwind that? If someone has purchased it through an LLC from another country, how, is, that, is that process cumbersome, difficult? Yeah, it's quite cumbersome, totally. Because uh, once the asset has taken value, if you want to move something which has value, it's triggering a tax event. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So that's why it's very, very important to do that setup during the acquisition, always. Because once you have something that has, that, has, that has value, and if you want to transfer from point A to point B, they will have a taxable event, and the, the potential transfer could be subject to capital gain tax in France. So sure. that's why we have to anticipate. And it's better for people to be for warned and forearmed with your professional advice before they purchase the property. Why would someone structure 
an SCI as opposed to, are there tax advantages to doing that as opposed to just purchasing it outright? Well, um, the tax reason, it's mainly for, for family or for corporate law reasons. Because okay. um, I, I guess from a legal standpoint, when you, you, you're subject to the uh, regime of, um, of property, which is different when you own the property directly, it's um, less sophisticated. And uh, mm -hmm. if someone wants to sell but not the other, you're like in a difficult situation because um, you cannot do anything. Whereas in a company, you can organize a proper corporate governance uh, within the company and create a, a situation that uh, enables to uh, solve a problem if uh, the shareholder cannot um, have not the same vision. Especially when uh, you are you have a you know a brother and sister. When they are co-holding a, a property, it's always a, a mess, you know. When siblings, brothers and sisters own things, in any situation, it's a very challenging <laughs> yeah. environment which to do it, for so sure. That's why it's better to put everyone in a SAE and mm -hmm. uh, in the, in the bylaws uh, to organize, you know, uh, rules that uh, say, okay, him is a... Uh, is, uh, is a CEO and uh, or I don't know, but uh, you, you can um, anticipate um, proper clause in the bylaws uh, that enable to uh, to escape from from a big big uh, uh, conflicting uh, situation. Absolutely. Besides the wealth tax, are there any other property taxes that um, when you're holding, not acquiring or selling, that uh, you're subject to, whether you're a non-resident or resident of France when you own property here? Yeah, there are local taxes. Um, mm -hmm. When I say local, it's because the tax is collected by your local authority, city council or municipality. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, you have tax foncière and, and, and tax d'habitation. Tax foncière is... is um, Paid by the by the owner of the property. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if he's using the property or if he's renting the property. It's always due by the owner. And tax d'habitation, uh, I, I think in English it's yeah, occupancy tax. is paid by the person that that is using the property. So the tenant, if the property is rented, or the landlord, uh, otherwise, <laughs> they are typically due during the fall season. Mm -hmm. uh, so the the deadline may vary, but it's like yeah, it's October 15 or November 50. The process is a, is the following: French tax authority sends to the taxpayer a document called uh, avis d'imposition. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to declare anything, and uh, so you receive an, a, a document called avis d'imposition, and the amount of tax to be paid is mentioned as well as the deadline for payment. And we can we can tell our listeners that a lot of these taxes, specifically the tax d'habitation, the tax foncière, you can pay those online. At this point, the government prefers that you do that. Is that correct? Oh yeah, yeah. They they, they did um, progress on that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very easy. You 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 go online. You you put the, the num you put the number of the, your your tax number. Mm -hmm. Put the number of the avis d'imposition, and uh, you you just insert. And give the, the the information about uh, IBAN, and that's it. Yeah, the, the banking details, and, and then that's it. Et voilà. Um, where are most of your clients based? So most of our clients are Brazilian. Um, uh, we have also clients in the U.S. and also French people that are that are living uh, as expatriates. 
and, and that's why for us it's um, we 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 are getting used to the to the tax climate in the country of residence. For example, in Brazil uh, or in the U.S., we 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 know uh, how the tax return looks like, and and we because you know in in international law we also apply um, double tax treaties. Mm-hmm. Um, treaties are concluded between uh, two states. So, for example, for an American uh, that has American citizen that has a, a property in France, we uh, usually uh, apply the provision of the double tax tax treaty concluded between France and the U.S. I can attest to that personally because, as a U.S. and French citizen, I uh, have to file two tax returns. So <laughs> yeah. I understand that there is a, a threshold. We have so much more that we could talk about with you today on the show, Arno, but I think we will save the rest of our tax conversation for another episode when we can talk about potentially capital gains and inheritance taxes. I truly appreciate your giving us a tax primer today on, on, on the tax implications of owning a property in Paris. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners will be contacting you directly. Thank you again for joining us today on the Paris Property Chronicles, Arno. Thank you, Yolanda. It was a pleasure. For more information on the wealth tax and other property taxes, please reach out to Arnold Colson directly on LinkedIn or through the firm's website, GV Avocat, at www.gv-paris.com, and he'll be able to assist you with your property tax needs. Also, stay tuned for a follow-up interview with Arnold as we delve into more property tax issues, including capital gains, inheritance, and estate tax planning. I'm Yolanda Robbins. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles. Property tailored for you.